Wow. I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. All right, what's the next beer? All right, we are drinking Anna from Hill Farmstead. Uh, Oh, classic. uh, Vermont Honey Ale. Uh, This was bottled on August... 15th 2018 almost two years old now um, really yeah honestly i guess i forgot how long i was sitting on this bad boy like without a doubt it's the best beer of the night already just it's, on one sip and this is this is the first hill farms i think we've we've had it to share so far uh for this podcast at least okay and they're just so good it's exquisite it really is like i miss i miss dive bar worcester for just the hill farmstead that you know that you could get there at any given night. I know Armsby still has I miss has Armsby, it. too. I mean, they closed. Oh, they're... Uh, well, let's talk about this, because so... I didn't even know this. Oh, uh... Wait, then... What? Okay. Hold well, on. Wait, so, let's, let's preface Ar- Armsby Abbey. Talk about what Ar- Armsby, Armsby Abbey is. Armsby Abbey is an incredible, um... gastropub, and, um... Like, probably the most highly respected yeah. gastropub in our little area, and, and they... They're they incredible. they have insane relationships with brewers all over the world. Right. This you guys talk Swans a day. Yeah, you guys talked about Swans a day on yeah, one of the other podcasts. Yeah, we talked about Swans a day on episode three, um, Lambics, and they are one of the few places that's always the same for Swans a day in Massachusetts because they have a great relationship with Cantillon. Um, they have an incredible relationship with the guys at Treehouse. They have an incredible relationship with Sean Hill. It's one of the, one of the few places you can get a Treehouse beer on draft. One of the very few places you could get Treehouse beer. It's been a while since you could. Uh, I know it's popped up at some of their events, but like you can always have Hill Farmstead, and it's like one of the places in Massachusetts that you can. Okay. One of the very few, if if not only. Where, and inc- um, incredible food too. Yeah, oh, the food's yeah. great. The the menu's great. They have a really nice cellared uh, bottle cellar. Um, they a do lot a, of lambic. Don't they have a lot of lambic? They have in a lot of cellar? lambic yeah. that you can get, like, and, and that's kind of nice. Like, that's the one place you can go and get like a bottle of Cantillon it's on a date night. It's basically Incredible. a beer nerd's paradise. It's a beer nerd's paradise. They constantly have stuff um, imported from other countries, some of some of the best breweries ever. Um, they always have incredible beer. Anyways, um, because of COVID, um, they were really struggling. They had to furlough all their staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing, for a while, they were doing like these ice cream collabs, which were actually kind of cool, where they put like, <laughs> they put like, they had Stout Fest this year, and they did Stout Fest collaborations for ice cream. No way. With what, like what a you, micro, what does that mean? With like a micro creamery. Like they would take some of the stouts. They would inf- pair the stout inf- with ice cream? No, they'd infuse, no, infuse them infuse into it. it. Oh my God. They would infuse. That, I, thought, I thought it was going to be a pairing. Right, they so would infuse we- them into the, yeah. Into so the ice creams. It's not just like pouring stout, like a stout, like a root beer flavor. No, beer. like it was perfectly Literally paired. The, wow. And then like made, and then they'd sell it. Uh, it, it looked Did amazing. Did you have some? No, Did, I no. wish I went. I, they, I was too much of a coward. I didn't leave my house. No, I mean, hey, it's a weird world. Oh, it's been like. during this whole thing. Yeah, it, it was di- during COVID. Okay. Um, it's like a, a, a April May. Okay. So frame. did they also have like? beer available for Stoutfest? Yep, they had takeaway beer for a, a little bit. They had like Fox Farm cans you could get. Interesting. Which is a big deal. Um, and uh, after Fox a while, Farm they're like... cheese too. Fox Farm? Yeah. They have cheese? The yeah, brewery? They sell... 
uh, there's Fox Farm cheese. I don't I don't know if it's the same, but there's there's Fox Farm cheese that they serve at Armsby. Okay, well, I, uh, cheese is I don't insane. know if it's insane. Yeah, their, their cheese, cheese at Armsby are the best. Is, is unbelievable. I was gonna like, say the best cheese in the world. It really is. Like, like I've had unbelievable cheeses there. Yeah, uh, uh, in, man, I'm 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 missing it real hard now because I know. of this I, conversation. I, I'm getting a little. It's I, like kind of bumming me out. Well, anyways, yeah. they like decided that it was like not worth the effort to try to even be open during all of this, and they closed until oh. until fall. Oh, hey, it's tough, you know. Yeah, I just I mean, as much as I respect them, I don't like that answer because it's like you're only losing money if you're closed. At the same time, if you're you can lose potentially more, more money yeah, if you're that's, open, and that's true. But I'm, just do like very product limited. and salary. Yeah, yeah. it's um, I, yeah, if you're true. not, if you can't sell as much, then uh, I'm sure you know it's either tight margins. put it on pause. Like restaurants, restaurants already have such a low margin. Yeah, um, that like, you know, they're the kind of place that's always going to have a following. Uh, That's and true. It's, it, it sucks for the staff. It, it, it is sucks, safer for them to you know, just take the break. I and guess. it's if you take the break, you're losing some money, you know, rent and utilities and stuff. But at the same time, you can come back and reemploy your staff. Um, when it would suck if you're you just go under. I, I wonder how many of these gastro pubs and um, breweries are solely remaining open because they were able to get one of those PPP loans. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, there's got to be there's got to be a good amount. The tough thing about the the PPP loan also is you need to you get the loan, but then it, it's it's only for so much time. Like I think the loan was like for a two month period, right. so like you're it's set eight, for those eight two weeks. months. It's eight weeks of payroll. Right. Yeah, but still, but that's what I'm saying. Like that that's basically that's nothing. Up. It's it's not a lot, but it's been. It just ended, basically. If you really think, like, if you think about it, it's like been probably lapsed for like maybe a month, maybe maybe a month and a half. Most of them, uh, you know, the first wave probably went through uh, at the latest, probably would cover May and June. So, you know, or close to it because well, depending weeks, on when you got two the months, loan. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the end of the first wave of the rollout of the PPP loan uh, would be that. It, it's just really difficult because you have. It's like, okay, so you have the salaries now to be able to support your business for two months, but given the way things are going, um, I don't know. You know, well, I, and I, I go to the Cape a lot, and I see a lot of, there's a lot of outdoor seating. There's a lot of areas where you can have outdoor seating. Not a lot of people, though. No, tons. Tons of people. Tons of, okay, tons. That's, that's the Cape. But um, yeah. Exactly. So, but, you know, I see that, but then I look at, like, Worcester. And I don't know. I haven't been in Boston and I don't Boston's know how long. Boston's dead. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the PPP loan isn't really going to help restaurants. Well, it, well, to me, I, the only reason I brought it up was because I feel like it could help brewers like brewers and brew and gastropubs like stay alive, like hang on for dear life during this time. Yeah. But at the same time with those places... Your whole business is modeled around people coming to you. Exactly. So even if you're getting that PPP loan, yeah, they're, you can pay your employees, but are you going to pay your employees to brew a bunch of beer that you can't sell and and lose money, even though you're paying their their payroll, like you're paying the payroll with that loan money that is potentially forgivable, but at the same time, you're paying them to do what? To waste the, mo- the money that you're not getting 
potentially for free. It's like it's such it's a, a nightmare. Restaurants are in just a very very difficult. Position. I'm I'm am te- terrified for where where we live for highly congested areas that are basically like New York cities in California, Chicago, places like that where just like you have a high you have a high population that's not doing anything. It's it's tough and I see a lot of in, in on the restaurant aspect of it. I see a lot of restaurants that um are murdering the takeout game. Absolutely like busier than like to the point where like I see their posts on Instagram and they're like, Hey, check out these other local businesses. No shit. Which is, which is insane. (laughs) Um, and it's tough because, and you know, the Armsby Abbeys of the world are going to be fine because they have an incredible following. And unfortunately it is in their best interest, uh, to close because if they don't, they'll probably, you know, there's the chance they go under and there'd be no arms be Abbey after that. And then those employees wouldn't have a job after, you know, whenever the after ends up being, um, it's interesting because I feel like, and and like we've talked about similar to craft breweries, how I thought it was going to accelerate the death of some microbreweries, which it very well could. I don't, you know, no, it's still too early to tell still way too early, but it's one of those things where like the good restaurants, are kind of crushing it and I don't know their you know I don't I don't know their financial situation of course um, but I do know that when you're not paying wait staff and everybody's like it's all takeout and you can move so much more um, your, your margins are your margins different. might potentially get a little better probably um, but then on the flip side there's those other places that are just uh, getting no action at all but also in the restaurant business a lot of your profit comes from serving drinks. So true. And even if even if you're not, most of it does right. come from serving yeah, drinks. That's a, that's a great point. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they're they're letting people like sell you bottles of beer to carry out the door, but who the fuck is gonna buy? I, I'm sure there's some people who do because they <laughs> understand that it's gonna help the business, but like. Most I'm not in a financial not. situation to do that. I'm going to go to the liquor store and buy a bottle of something. You yeah, know, it's I'm like buy a thirty rack of some. Yeah, cheap and beer. which which is tough. Um, and I, I'm happy to see. You know, I know Boston's alcohol laws are so strict. There is a mass shooting happening <laughs> right down the road. I oh, think someone's chopping. <laughs> that is a bad I, yeah, joke. I think I someone's, think someone's hammering wood. a nail, but. <laughs> Uh, that is a very suburbs. loud hammer. Yeah. We live in the suburbs. There's <laughs> um, privilege of plenty here. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's that that's a great point, though, about the alcohol. I didn't even think about that. I'm just, I mean, I hate to sound like a scared little bitch, but I'm just terrified of like, <laughs> the economic situation it's that is uh, upon us. You should be terrified because it's going to be scary. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Like, uh, I'm, I'm really worried about. You know, in in the after effects of all this are going to be p- probably worse than what we're experiencing now. We're, we're kicking the can down the road more now than ever before. Absolutely, we're inflating the bubble to be bigger than any bubble that's ever existed ever. In in the bubble is uh, really largely based around this uh, food and beverage industry, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think a lot of other people can. It, it's really those customer experience areas that are are suffering right now and i I mean restaurants are clearly going to be the number one um and bars of course too so it's 
it's it's tough it's you know you're gonna have a lot of uh a a lot of suffering post COVID. the only potential positive i think is just like with anything else just like with a a forest fire that decimates the forest but the ash and everything you know lends itself to new life yeah there's opportunities for like like especially our generation like younger people that are like entrepreneurs who felt like they're priced out of like starting their own business now like a a major economic situation like this that is negative for the most part you know opportunities do come from that but it's still scary yeah it's scary and and, you know not to dive too deep into it um, of course because you know beers Uh, yeah it's a little bit of a downer yeah no but it's you know (laughs) it's a real folks it's it's a real thing that's happening right now i think we should address it and it's very very um we talked about this at the brewery yeah yeah it's very relevant to what we're doing right now in terms of that eating and drinking experience so i think you know it's 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 gonna be tough it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal and uh Plus, plus all the lasting implications of just dealing with a situation like this. People are going to be re- reprogrammed to, oh, oh, we used to go out twice a week. We're going to go out once a month now yeah. because, like, we still want to go out, but we don't want to put ourselves at risk. Like, until this thing yeah. is dead in the water, which that's probably years away, like... I couldn't imagine us being in this position a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, so, like, yeah, who knows? I talked to my uncle today who said that 2024... Yeah, February February twenty. <laughs> oh, he's got it down to a and month. He's, he's pretty good. He is a like, smart guy. That that like you know he's he pays attention to a lot of like travel. Yeah, and like travels totally. a really good That's indicator. His, yeah, absolutely. On how things are, and um, basically the one of the main guys who owns like Australian Air says like everyone will be able to go back to any country free flight again internationally. 2024. February. Wow. Right. Give the vaccines time he said, to play basically out. Basically, it's looking like 2021 will be the year that, like, most of, like, the wealthiest countries get access to the vaccine. And then once they get to that 70% threshold, yep. then it will go down to the less affluent countries and so far and so forth until 2024. Yeah. Really, everything's kind of on par. So that kind of sucks. But yeah. with uh, that said, like, knowing that we're in the U.S., we will probably have, you know, hopefully access to something that's not insanely expensive from what i'm hearing one of the things costs a dollar to make and will be sold at three to four thousand dollars a shot great so um i don't know how much of our insurances will pay for that but that's that's disgusting to me yeah yeah for sure what do i know no i mean millennial hey you know uh we're dumb the pharmaceuticals (laughs) we're stupid the pharmaceuticals control our lives imagine having something that's along the lines of like a four thousand dollar a four thousand percent hike on every on every transaction that's made yeah 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 i mean that's that's money printing at its that's really criminal that's like the most unequitable gross thing i've ever heard yeah and then of course you know somehow the insurance companies will profit off it and at the same time the doctors will try to push it too because they get some kind of kick you know, they get some funding from the government for every shot they give, kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, you want to talk about a corrupt system? Uh, probably find another podcast. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, oh yeah. my god, we could we could turn this into a different podcast right now. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> I was going to say not what people are here for this no. this Anna, this beer we haven't talked about at all. No, but it's really spurred this like sophisticated 
Well, clearly, it went sophisticated to beers. The second this beer touched both of your lips, you went on a very long diatribe. We became like about some complex issues that need some complex attention because of the complexity of the makeup of this beautiful beer. We became elder statesmen. All because discussing the future. Yeah, I, I watched you guys become baby boomers before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, I just sat here yeah. quietly enjoying the fuck out of this Anna by it's, It is hey, so good. It's, it's exciting the baby tonight. boomers, but it's the kind of thing we need to hear. I'm just kidding. Kind of I, I didn't actually need to talk about. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruffle any feathers. With no, the, you with definitely the, didn't. I'm just boomer just sharing, comment. Okay. Sharing my opinion. Sorry, parents. For anyone listening, though, like Hill Farm said, is like top of the line. You're not going to find a more consistent. No. More committed to quality, fucking simple recipes that are just expertly done, and like I trust them to make a vaccine. I yeah. This is my vaccine. I'm not. I'm never gonna get any disease. You won't or get COVID. Virus, you won't no. get anything. This There's, will. This will make your immune system just punch everything it comes into contact. Because in my body wants to live for this beer now, so it will do anything to fight off anything that will cause me harm. This is really wonderful to drink. It is good. It's amazing. It's a great beer. It's just so refreshing, and especially after this uh, super rich stout, it's uh, it, it, my palate is refreshed. It, it totally is. Yeah. And another thing with this beer is like, if you like, it's kind of funny because for the point of our podcast, like, like we kind of try to do a little bit of tasting notes with the beer that we're having. I really couldn't describe this beer to anyone. It's it's like a. Like, can you think of a note of it? Like, um, I can't. I, 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 I mean, I think what makes this great is that there is, like, a funk presence. Like, when you read Honey Ale, yeah. you would expect one thing, and what you get with this is a little bit different. Like, there's, like, a farm... With a lot of... Hill Farms said there's, like, this, like, farmhouse approach, which adds, like, a very mild, like, subtle, sour tart thing which I've, is to this so I've, it's it's not sweet it's not punching in the face sweet i found a flavor in it what is I, it sweet tarts okay i uh i fucking love sweet tarts could be like I, some lemon lime kiwi this is where the the beer snob in me comes out i hate to relate a beer as pure as this to something as artificial as a sweet tart I knew that that douche. was going to happen. I know that makes me a pretentious It doesn't make you a pretentious douche. Like, I, I I think we all feel that way. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, could, like, he gave what me some What other thing notes. could you p- point it to? I, I guess it's the point That's that a great Justin's question. making. Uh, is like, that, like, like this it's, is the only thing he can see that even resembles it in a flavor profile. Not that it's, like, this fake shit thing. To me, it tastes like a beer. So, I, I think like, it's... Like, um, like a beer or sour? The beautiful or, thing is yes. it's don't think. And this is something that I think we fall into the trap of like, oh, right. this beer it's, it's tastes like to a taste Snickers. Like this. It's not. Or this beer tastes like yeah. uh, honeydew melon. Or this beer tastes like oranges. This beer tastes like a Saison should taste. Right. I think that's the problem. And I think that's like the, the, like, it doesn't taste like anything else. So we're not putting on this like, oh, it's it's this. It, we're not making these uh, comparisons. That's part of the problem with the craft brewing world now is everything is brewed to taste as close to this fruit or this pastry stout is that that we put Oreos in is oh it's supposed to taste like an Oreo like that's the dumbest thing ever when you have a beer like this that's totally unique it's totally its own thing I mean I I know it's brewed in a particular style but like to that point that's why I sent you guys that picture of 
when Prairie made that sour aged on fucking Sour Patch Kids, and I was like, come on, right? And yeah. I as but here's the thing, like mm. as someone who has was introduced to this world of craft beer in the hype age, basically, that is a beer that excites me. I love I, Sour Patch Kids. I'm not Patch gonna Kids. lie, it excites me too, but it's still upsets me but i think you said it really well in that they've always kind of been a brewery that does mess around with that type of adjunct and that's fair yeah and they just don't they don't do it a lot so you don't always think of them as doing that but well, also they like brew at such a high ability yeah that you let them get away with it like it's only the places that really make shitty beer who then hide it behind these adjuncts that we discredit, but I, I can't discredit Prairie for just doing that for, you know, a beer that they have in-house. It's small batch. I love You Prairie. can't get it in a can or a bottle. I don't, um, I don't really discredit. The reason, the only reason I discredit breweries for the Sour Patch Kid and Reese's and other things like that is because they're still profiting off of the aspect of it being a wholesome good for you beer <laughs> like all natural and, and and like to be fair i haven't heard that in a while from the craft brewing world but it just it just bothers me that like they somehow like took this and i'm not saying prairie i'm just saying in general craft beer like this wholesome all natural practice and just bastardized it to no end well, what what they're doing? I'm is bitter about that. They're ba- they're basically taking a card from like the like the food like the grocery world where like well, like Welch's fruit snacks for example, it's glorified candy. They're good. They're delicious. It says 100% all natural on the on the fucking package. The the little uh, gummy fruits are shaped like the fruits that they're supposed to taste like. You know, they're real. They're selling you that this is natural. This is good for you, man. This is good shit. It's candy. It's candy. candy. Even every granola bar that you buy, is more. It's more bullshit. It's more or less candy. Yeah. Like it's incredible. And 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 that's kind of what craft Nature's beer. Valley. There's like on those granola bars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's something that says like, uh, like uses genetically enhanced ingredients and, and, and it's just like that doesn't seem very natural to me <laughs> no nature's <laughs> valley nature's valley i'll right. have to fact check myself there because no, i don't want to be I, you know i believe it i actually i eat these nature valley granola bars that are like as far as granola bars go aren't that bad for you it's like 10 grams of protein 10 carbs whatever else is bullshit but like it's still even that's candy yeah all of it's, it's candy. all it is all candy you guys remember those like quaker chewies Oh, dude, wicked good, but yes. a candy bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of uh, what's happening with beer. It's like they have s'mores flavor. Yeah. Oh, those. That's original. That's chewy Quaker oat shit. The oatmeal one. I mean the uh, the. Oh yeah, baby. One. Oh yeah, baby. The little marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate chips. Oh god, yeah. Oats. Oh. That sticky shit that holds it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. That's unbelievable. It's so good. But, I love it. But it's candy. Are you guys done yet? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Next beer. <laughs> all right. Next up is the Triple Ibex from Canned Heat Craft Beer Company, uh, which is actually in Fall River, Massachusetts. Named after a great band from the 60s, Canned Heat. Oh, Canned oh. Heat. Okay. 
Yeah. That's you, what, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would recognize a song by them. I, I can't, let me, I'll look it up real quick. Keep, keep talking, because it's a great song. Is Can't Heat a, is it a song or is it a band? Uh, I'm pretty sure I know, it's a band. I know a song called Can't Heat. Oh, I don't um, have internet. <laughs> I know a song called, oh, that's interesting. It's wicked good. This is way better than the first IPA we had. No, like you bought both of them. So I bought both of them. Yeah, but I, this I, is from a brewery we've never had before. I love it. I, uh, I have never had anything from Can Heat Craft Beer Company. This also was canned seven one twenty twenty. Do you get onion? I, I I haven't yet. I have a really weird first sip though to share. I took a sip and realized that. I didn't have the hadn't really cleansed my palate from the last beer, so okay. I took a sip of water, and the aftertaste of taking a sip of this and then a sip of water tasted exactly like green from Treehouse. No way! And, and it blew my mind. To me, this is a very grass- the beer's not good for the record, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but somehow the combination like of you do I like this. the beer and then water. Uh, left an aftertaste that reminded me of green. It's sort of like grassy. <laughs> yeah, it's like grassy soap. Uh, the Canned Heat is uh, a, a band from Los Angeles in 1965, and their song is going up the country, and you definitely know it, because they play it in a Geico commercial or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I trust you. I, I feel bad now that I said... I'll play it in the podcast. Oh, oh, it's playing in the background right now. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking sick. Have you have when you ever I, heard the other song Can't Heat? No. All right, Jamiroquai? take a big whiff of this oh. and tell me it doesn't smell like feet. Jamir, I Dude, love Jamiroquai and I love there's me some, some weird feet. fucking shit going on. There's some my, like foot fungus. My, my in this aunt beer. used to own like a, a a boutique. Okay. Something you probably didn't know. When I was a little kid, she was scrubbing feet. My aunt <laughs> owned a boutique where she sold shit. <laughs> and I would go there. Okay, and she had like little soaps that looked like things. Okay. And because I was a little kid, I would sometimes put them in my mouth, which is a big gross mistake. So you put the grass one in your mouth, and it tasted like this. This is literally <laughs> the the soap that was shaped like a seashell at, <laughs> at my aunt's boutique, which no longer exists. It was called Drizzlanes, and it's no longer. Mm, that's that sounds the like the most incredible comparison. For a beer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I love that so much. It took me to three or four years old. I'm sitting like, there. Isn't it crazy how like your your scent and taste memories? Like I walked into oh, my basement so last week yeah. and I got a whiff of something. Just probably my basement in general. And it for some reason it didn't smell like this, but it reminded me of those ice cream sandwiches. Just you know the the classic like brown cookie ice cream sandwiches oh yeah and i'm just like i'm 28 and haven't (laughs) probably had one of those in my uh in my parents house uh, since i was single digit like it's been over 20 years and for some reason a smell in my basement reminded me of this ice cream sandwich do you know what i get all the time fond memories it's amazing i get i when i'm driving my car on hot days specifically I'll get this that rubbery pool smell, like the lifeguard life jacket, or like uh, like inflatable like tube smell. On hot summer days, I'll be driving by. I'll hear it. I'll smell it all the time. I know the worst though is when you like smell a perfume that reminds you of a girl or something. Mm. Smells that like heartbreak. Smell, a smell memory, dude. That'll fuck you up every day. Is it smell memory? <laughs> insane. It is insane, dude. It's like it's attached to your emotional core. Look, okay, and I, I, I'm gonna go off of this for a second, but like, do you guys have water with you? 
because I'm dead serious. Take a sip of water after you take a sip of this beer. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my car and my water. Uh, it tastes like me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I am so fucking disgusted by this beer. <laughs> it's, it's no, but which is, but this is why I'm. It's not. This is why I'm chasing every sip with water, dude. This is like someone took like one of those like ninja, you know, like the the ninja uh, blenders, and they put like the soaps from Drizzling's tile. Back in uh, 1995, 96 era, okay? And then they took, like, an unripe mango, and then they were to take, like, some scallions. That's what this fucking shit is. I get the scallions for sure. Take a sip and then taste it with water. I'm telling you. Like, right after. If this doesn't have mosaic in it, like... What is it supposed to taste like again? It tastes like green from Treehouse. I'm, I'm not shitting you. It's incredible. There's, like, a really nice melony beginning to it, but then, like, the ending, like, really, like, makes me feel disgusting. I can see that. I can see that, Tom. No, it's... It, it, it but kinda... I don't hate this beer. You guys are trashing this no, beer. No, I hate it. I hate it, it to so me, it's, much. It, you like it more or less than the first one we had, the first IPA. So much less. <laughs> what was the first one we had? To uh, me... Key bump. Hoof uh, hearted. Key bump. Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. Um, Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. Uh, I... Honestly, uh, haven't I've I've been drinking good beer with you guys for these kind of things, and honestly, haven't had it. I don't really drink a ton of beer on my own anymore. Yeah. So this is actually I can confidently say this is the worst beer I've had in six months. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, and this is mean of me, but I purposely bought this hoping that it would be bad. As as the eternal optimist, I love it. And I will continue loving it, even though I drank it very quickly because it's kind of gross. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> you said it's kind of gross, and then you said you loved it. I I, uh, I did like I just like that it's called Canned Heat, <laughs> the brewery name. Okay, okay. I'm gonna if drink the whole thing. Which if is I were to I take a sip feels. of it and, and 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 that flavor ended halfway through, you're fucking right. It's dope, but then it ends and yeah. it's foul. Yeah, it's. I think I just have really good water that I'm chasing it with. You, you got high quality. Yeah. You got some high quality H2O. That's some high quality H2O. That's some high quality H2O. This guy's drinking an Evian. Bobby Boucher football is the devil. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> I quote that movie way too much at work because I work with someone who literally looks like Bobby Boucher. And, uh,. Basically, all we do is talk shit behind his back <laughs> about how dumb he is. <laughs> <laughs> Must be great to be him. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a nice guy, though. I, I hang out with him and drink with him. But he drinks Michelob Ultra, so that should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm sad I have three more of these. Oof. I'll take two of them up here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Pour them out. No, Tom. I spent... Twenty-two fifty on this. Tony, this getting, is why I don't buy beer anymore. <laughs> Tony, you getting drunk is worth more than pouring them out. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I uh, I love the way you said okay. <laughs> it sounded like. Uh, have you guys ever watched the Muppets? Uh, I have seen it. Have you guys ever watched the Muppets go to space? No. I uh, can't say I have. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's this incredible um, shrimp crustacean character called Pepe. Pepe. And he's like, you don't eat my crumb cake, okay? And it sounded exactly like the way you said it. <laughs> I, I honestly, I me. think I missed my calling in life. I think I should actually be a Muppets You should be actor. a voice actor. You have really good skills. I've tried it. 
you know, you can contact me on Fiverr if you need any work done. And Yeah, someone fucking contact him on Fiverr. Jesus Christ. Please. I mean, I th- they deleted my Fiverr account because I haven't used it in like a year. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, someone like help him get his Fiverr account up and then give him a Fiverr. Give me oh, a- shit. Sorry. Uh, there was a spider on my microphone. And I put my finger out to touch him and he that jumped okay. on me. And I freaked out and I don't know where he went. You so, caused un, you caused unfixable audio damage. Yeah, no, I don't know where he went. <laughs> uh, don't cut this, by the way. This is, uh, this no. is, that this sound is crazy. That sound that you just heard. can't cut that. There's a spider somewhere on me right now. The sound he that jumped. you just heard was either a spider walking oh, or what? a spider He's being back. killed. How did, that was quick. Listen, listen, listen. They have a thing called spider silk. And they can like reel themselves back in. That, they have a thing called Spidey senses. They oh, can I sense see when it. Close. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, boo. Uh, but them. it's important not to cut these things out because that's not real life. Yeah, this is part of the podcast, man. This is this yeah, yeah. is it. This is what, this we're is what happens when you record outside. You're drinking beers outside. You're getting crawled on by ants. There's there's bobcats behind you. There's Black bears. Wind noise. There's Winds. cars driving by. Cars. Every Peep. once in a while, you'll get like, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, on the radio. Ladies I'm pretty sure running. I saw a Pikachu run through the backyard. Yep. What? Pikachu. See? Ladies running weed whackers because their husbands are either not capable or <laughs> think that their wife is tougher than them. Or they don't prescribe to gender norms, which is okay. That is okay, but... <laughs> If you're, make, you. if you're making your wife run the weed whacker, you... I I know what you're talking about, and I feel the exact way that you're saying right now. Like I, it's spot on. As someone who's a neighbor and has viewed more things, she looks like a wonderful right. lady, and I have nothing but good things to say about her. But she was running the weed whacker when Tom was trying to say very okay. Uh, she's okay at best. Actually, she's a horrible. Per- she is the she's devil. kind of a dick. Yeah, she is the she's a dick. Um, she's my neighbor, so I wouldn't say anything like that. But she was respectful know, enough I, I, to only weed whack for like five minutes, so I'll give her that. Yeah, I didn't God. hear it, to be honest. I it guess was us. right behind your head. We uh, wow. at this property, we have uh, we have like um, our yard just like goes down into a very busy road. So like along that, just a little bit of of land grows really tall grass, and it just looks tragic. And we don't have a weed whacker here at the property, so I literally took a push mower. On the road and went like this. There you go. <laughs> and just pushed it at like a at like a forty five degree angle. That's the way to do uh, it. And it's it actually looks better than it has looked for two months. So if you, you, have, Hell if yeah. you ever need a weed Kudos whacker, for Tony, my courage. I got one to lend you. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I need to buy one. They're Don't expensive buy one. though. Don't buy one. You know. You don't you you use them twice a year. Sarah's dad would want me to buy like a really nice one. And and I'm gonna I'm I gonna say that. something that is literally the worst most emasculine thing i can say and it's to buy a battery operated weed whacker dude i have i want to do that you only need them for like an hour tops and if you get if you get a battery operated one with two batteries they last like 30 minutes each you get the job done i honestly only need it for maybe five minutes then get the battery operated one okay this is like the one uh, that like plugs in is it more eco-friendly of course yeah you're not using gasoline yeah you're not pooping out byproduct. But you're not you, pooping yeah, out you should just get a direct plug-in. You could probably find a used direct plug-in for real cheap. Yeah, that might be the route I go. Fucking wow! Uh, if you shit think that that's wrong. a terrible thing for a man to do, <laughs> send us an email at canningrunpod at gmail.com. If you think that Tony should get a steel weed whacker because steel is for men, then yes. 
email us. But if not, he's going to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and buy whatever is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really just looking for a, a bargain. Yeah. I think Tom's going to urinate. Yeah, I really have to pee. And I this beer is terrible. This beer is terrible. Yeah, we are close. Next beer. We're wrapping up. All right, next beer is a loyal to lager, Jack's Abbey. I am not going to say the hops in this beer because we're gonna we're gonna leave it up to the boys here and take a good old guess, good old gander at the at the hops. And uh, it's a hoppy lager, but Jack's Abbey. And uh, what do you think? What do you think? Jexa B is Frimhamuth's. And, uh, you know, as much as I love that they do Springdale, I love that they commit Jack's Abbey to stuff like this. Very traditional stuff with some with some modern twists, but uh, nothing crazy. Jack's Abbey is incredible. In my I opinion. love Jack's Abbey. Their beer, their beer is not... Uh, mind all, like, earth-shatteringly good. Right, um, of course. But when you talk about experience, their beer hall. Um, oh, it's fun! It's fun. They and, got and great Spring, food. Springdale's amazing. I love they, Springdale. I like Springdale for the drinking experience, like for the experience in the tap room. But I actually prefer the Jack's Abbey beer. I think, like, I really like uh, Springdale's. Like, uh, their their what, what's the name of the stout? Do you know what I'm talking about? The uh, oh yeah, Brigadero. Oh yeah, Brigadero is really, really good. good. Maple Maple Barrel Age Brigadero is a fantastic stout. We may I, have something like that in my fridge from you. Oof, that would be <laughs> sick. That would uh, be sick if you want to have that. That just makes like just hearing that. I I don't know. I truly appreciate what uh, beer has done for us and brought us together. And you know, even though a lot of times I shit on beer, <laughs> uh, beer is the worst. Cheers to you guys. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, uh, boys. And let's guess some hops. Yeah, guess these hops. hops. This I is have all right. No clue. So Jack's Abbey has a uh, a loyal to lager series where they do. I, I'm guessing it's the same lager base beer, and they just hop it differently with different time, uh, mm-hmm. kinds of dry hops. And uh, so this mix pack that I got had four different ones. And wow. um, I'm going to give you a hint. This is an unfair hint, and I know this. And it's, so it's not a game. But Tony has told me before that this is his favorite hop. That's why I specifically brought this one. But this was a while ago. So maybe his hop tastes of first guess then. See if you know your favorite hop. Nelson? Yes, right? Nelson. Nelson, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank God. See, Tony's not a liar. He's not uh, full of shit. I thought he was going to say something else. I, uh, Nelson, though, do you taste it? I mean, it's just a good beer. I, I, it's nice. It's uh, really nice. Nelson is... This is everything I want. I think also I let it warm up. Hop, to be honest, is I think, it? Okay. I think Nelson is incredible. Yeah, I might have taken the favoriteness from Tom, but I also okay. agree because I love Nelson. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't know that about you, Tom. Every, I would have said you that. You know, everything is. My beer knowledge is so jointly intertwined with everything we've tried. Yeah, it's it's a group experience. Years, I think that's know? fair. I think a lot of us have very similar opinions about it. Yeah, and I think things. it's because we, you know, we we talk a lot about our beer. We went through our douchey phases and uh even now, you know, we disagree on beers of course, but uh you know, Nelson is it's a great hop. Yeah. It's it it leads to a lot of incredible IPAs or IPLs. Um yeah, it's it's you know it's a good thing, and of course our opinions definitely influence each other. But I think, you know, Nelson 
it's uh, I, I remember when I first started at Trillium, it was uh, I want to say it's Stilling Street IPA had first yeah. come out. Um, it was the first batch and it was on on tap. The, the keg kicked my my first week at Trillium, and it was uh, I remember trying it, uh, and it was. And you're Incredible. like, this, this is going to be a good couple of years. Here. Yeah, it's going to be a good, good <laughs> three and a half out. years out of it. <laughs> Until I get burnt out on all the drama. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it really has been an incredible uh, hop for me along the way. So. Yeah, it's a good classic hop. I agree. Um, I, I, I think I, it's it's Australian or New Zealand. Yeah, right. it's yeah. one of those. And, yeah. like, those are, like, the best hops in the world come the from goats. those two places. So. I apologize for letting this beer get a little bit too warm before we drank it, I think. Oh, I think it's really nice. Yeah, it's it's good. But I, I, I like these beers a little bit colder, but, um, I mean, it's a it's lot. It's my fault I should have put it in my refrigerator. No, I didn't even ask you to do it, so it's my fault. I, uh, I, I definitely get the Nelson in now that you say Like, in all honesty, I'm sometimes really good at picking up the hops and sometimes really terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm terrible. Um, and, and I think... It's hard. I... Uh, I get some of the earthiness from it that I, I often attribute to mosaic because sometimes mosaic has that like earthy, sometimes oniony feel. Okay. And I, I'm getting like an earthiness from this and I don't know. I don't know shit about No, I think that's tasting a good notes and hops in all honesty, but like if it me personally, like how I taste it, uh they taste similar, mosaic and Nelson, but I, I prefer the Nelson, so and I, I, I really get this more and it's it's a nice earthy tone to it that i appreciate i mean i'm i'm a complete amateur like i citra is obviously very citrusy that one i can maybe point out when it comes to almost any other any other hop maybe galaxy that kind of has a distinct like ipa sort of profile but if you're going for ipa like galaxy mosaic citra you're yeah you can't you're go probably wrong. gonna hit you know, on at least one of them. Yeah. You know, because they're just so widely used. But that being said, like, other people are, especially now, like, really messing with a lot of things. Like, just going back to the key bump, Dorado, Mosaic, Motueka, and Simcoe. You know, yeah. Those, yeah. those are uh, across the spectrum. Um, but you don't see Motueka as much, even though it's delicious. Yeah. El, El Dorado and um, Simcoe do come up quite a bit. El Dorado, I... I... And of course, I associate so much to, like I said, Trillium. Of course, um, I think it's Sleeper Street from this Street series. Uh, in all honesty, to get like a good idea of how you, uh, you know, I know like Night Shift does the, is it what is it One Hop? Yeah, yeah. the One Hop series. Those One are the Hop best. series. You really I get love to those. Taste them. I love the Street series from Trillium, and you get a great idea of each hop. In yeah, how it's the interacting profile with the, with in the, the base. In, yeah, and, and you know, like, it's difficult, in all honesty, to, like, be able to pull out those characteristics of each hop, and I'm not really great at it. Of course, I'm not a Cicerone or anything close to that. Um, but it's not just you. It's some beers are better at bringing out those, that's, those notes. That's a great point. Like, and that's what's great about those single hop beers is the beers that are done well that that you can really taste the hop coming through like that's your best shot at tasting that hop yeah is a, a beer that was done right in a single hop setting and and especially if you know if you're just drinking the beer straight with a clean yeah palate. no that's that's very true 
That's a good, that's, I've never thought of it like that. And that's, you know, it's a good point. And that, that was all the rage when we were first buying craft beers. Like, like even like, like stuff like the Morph series. I was just going to say the Morphs. Like, and we, uh, I think we've talked about those before. I've had some great Morphs. But yeah, I mean, I just love those rotating beer series. We're like, we're giving Night Shift some love. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, we love Night, Night Shift. Night Shift is, uh, they're pretty cool. Very they do cool. a good job. They do everything. They do seltzers. They do light beers, lime, lot like. <laughs> Did you see that they have off. their new night light heavies? He- no, I haven't that? seen that. Not not lights, night heavies. Okay. So it's like it's a basically butt? like that. Yeah, the butt heavy version. That's no incredible. Way, dude. Yeah, I, they just came out with that. That's I love it. cool. I, love I uh, night light and night heavy. I went to a a beer garden that was like a socially distanced beer garden last weekend on on the Cape. Uh, with Maddie and I, I got a Nightlight Lime, which is their right. version of it's essentially Bud Light Lime. Yeah, uh, but it's just so much better. It, it is. They, uh, I love them. They're they're fun. You I know? do too. And they know who they are. Too. They know who they are. My favorite thing about them is that you go to a, you can go to any liquor store. Maybe not any, but a lot of liquor stores in Mass. And there's you know the Whirlpools, the eighty seven. Santilli, maybe the most recent Morph, Awake, that coffee stout. The rest, yeah. of course, are all New England IPAs. Totally. Some of those Germans, um, too, those German styles. Yeah. and that but they've been doing since the beginning, which is crazy. Exactly, though. And that's that's what I want to get to is you go to their tap room, and it's not owned by New England IPAs. They distribute out because they know this is what people want so they draw you in in their tap room which is really an incredible experience they have i've know, never been it's very very you know once COVID's over we'll have to go we gotta um, go it's it's nice um yeah i think yeah no i know we went um we did at some point i forget when um christmas 2018 uh so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, so well uh, in that I area that, though. i hate that i remember nothing it was the 26th uh, <laughs> god um, i know my excuse it was it's all the weed but it's <laughs> you know yeah, it's, i don't have that excuse in, 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 all the trauma i know that we um <laughs> i'm sorry I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did. Uh, Normalizes it for me. Those, um, <laughs> the Vice series, like the, they have like that Sour series that right. We and would those, always those are really bring fun. to our, like our initial shares, dude. Every time Tony would get one of the 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 Night Shift Weisses at our initial shares, I was hyped, dude. I thought right? Night Shift was like amazing. I like love that shit. Some yeah. some of those would let you down hard, but the ones that would be good would be really really fucking good. I yeah, I had a really bad experience. With, I think like Pineapple Vice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, like a bad 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 experience. But like beyond that, like they were all great. So good. Yeah. Ah man, the memories oh. it brings back with you boys. One thing I was gonna say about night shift is like, so we we're, we were drinking like some triple IPAs tonight. I'm sure they've maybe done one, but like you go to a liquor store, you like just like you said with that rundown, you ran down the list of beers that you're gonna get there, and they're all true to style, not over the top bullshit beers. Like, like Santilli is what a uh, that's an American pale ale, right? Probably American IPA. Yeah, maybe an New IPA, England yeah. IPA. It's an yeah. IPA. Okay, it's an IPA. Same and with Whirlpool. Both of those are two. They're just yeah. different hops. Right, and they're super yeah. standard. They're nothing... Super standard. They're not over really the top. good. Very true to style. Yeah, very yeah. nice. You know what also uh, the difference is? Price point. And I don't know off the top yes. of my head, but um, I want to say, and I could be wrong, but it's around like 12 or 13 a four pack. 
Yeah. yeah. And I want to say the Street Series at Trillium, which in all honesty, I have only incredible things to say about. I think the Street Series is what has made Trillium successful. Um, but they're, I, th- I think they're around 17, 17, 20 probably after the end of the 5%, our 5 cent deposit per can. Um, but $13, and I could be wrong with that, but no, I think right. it's around there. You're right. Is um, a great price point for that beer. It is. Very nice. Yeah. For the market. It's, I yeah. mean, you're, ta- you want. you're talking a like 20 to $30 difference per case of beer, which right. is like nothing to, nothing to, uh, Whatever the phrase is, sneer at. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It is. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, if you're if if you're gonna buy a bunch of craft beer for a weekend and and you're not trying to please beer snobs, you're gonna hit a home run with night shift. If you fucking get a case of Treehouse, as as beautiful as the beer is, some people can't handle that kind of uh, hot forward experience. Whereas, no, right. whereas, like a Santillia or a Whirlpool is much, I think it's more balanced, more towards what a, the traditional style is. It's more true to style. It's not true to style for New England, right? Exactly. But New England, it's it's just all about excess, anyways. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think the American IPA style, you know, I'm just going off of untapped styles, really. Uh, but when it's classified as American IPA, you know, you kind of get what a New England IPA used to taste like like four or five years ago. That's a great point. So it's like, and it, it's, because it, that's what it was called ori- yeah. you know, originally until New England style kind of took off. So you have this, okay, it's an American IPA, so it's slightly piney, but also like fruity, and you have this like perfect balance of, um, of, of flavors and, and yeah. experiences that really make an incredible IPA, which is, which is really my preference and, and i think like with all three of us less <laughs> less is more you know less Someone's is less is absolutely dog. more <laughs> someone is murdering a dog yeah. <laughs> Apparently. A dog, dog's dead we're sorry guys there was uh, a, stop barking so clearly a mass shooting deceased. a dead dog and tom recounted the story of his dog eating seven bunnies <laughs> Five this is a very dark. uh how are you guys doing I'm doing good. I'm ready for the next. Uh, beer. Ready I'm for ready last? for the next. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Last beer. Last, last beer. beer. I got Game it. of Thrones theme start now. All right. Last beer is the Game of Thrones Royal Reserve Collection Hand of the Queen by Omegong Brewing Company. Uh, this is a 10.7% barley wine. So, uh, yeah. This was highly sought after in the yeah. Game of Thrones series. This was I was just going to say this. After. Didn't uh, this is a big deal? The guys at uh, Julio said it was a uh, like uh, like Legit. buy the like you had to buy it in a pack, right? Yeah, if, I was lucky wrong. to find this outside of a pack. Ah, nice. Um, which is why it's in the bomber. This is a 750. They were selling them in 350s in a three pack. Can I just say? Are, can you guys look at the head of your beer right now? Are there like little flakes of darkness? Yeah. Can I, uh, I just want to Winter say, is coming, Justin. <laughs> that is a flake of darkness. But this beer, I've had one sip. It is excellent. Phenomenal. It is excellent. It's, it's yeah, this was heralded to us back even back then in like uh, 2018 uh, that this was a really beautiful, true to style beer. Um, and I have had it, and I have sought it. I have sought after it. Anytime I see it, I grab it. So it, it's like it's like a hybrid of like a stout and a bar, barley wine. I can't say I've had this. 
I haven't I, either. I don't think I have. Uh, and when you say like a hybrid of a stout and a barley wine, I, I know what you, I agree and I disagree with you. Okay. Um, because I totally know what you mean. It's got chocolate, you know. Yeah, no, it's like, it's when you get, like, in, in my thought is that, like, I agree with that, but I want, it's just my own personal want for barley wine to be more appreciated than it is. I love, we, we collectively we like love barley, barley wines. Yeah. We like barley wines, but I feel like they don't get the love that they often deserve. No, it, it could be a style that's explored they get every the love. bit as much. From some people, but it's a very small faction. It is a small who it, like seek out barley wine in yeah. general. It is exquisite but for you, a brewing style. But you could explore the style like just as much as a stout or a porter. Like you could ad- put adjuncts in this shit. You could do a variety of things that people don't, which I like. Can you? People do. Okay, I didn't um, know. not many. <laughs> not many. Right. No. This is a very respected style within the brewing community, and I, because of that, you get like very simple. But not simple brews. This is incredibly complex. You even said itself it has like these like chocolate, these espresso, these roasted notes. Like yeah. this is a dank example of a deliciously wonderful barley wine. Do you mind reading the description if it's on the bottle? Just because yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit. I'll read more the one it. that's first uh, on the front because I think it's cute. Uh, a beer for Tyrion, a full bodied <laughs> expression of a classic rich and malty barley wine ale. Brewed for those who drink and know things. <laughs> this, this, that's fitting. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny is, and I know this is backwards because, of course, like, when I hear Hand of the Queen, my thought instantly goes to Cersei, though. <laughs> Even though she never had a hand because she was never the, like, you know, the queen that had a hand. Like, it was but Cersei the, was the queen. She was the queen, but, like, there was never a hand of the queen because she was, like, it was a hand of the king when Robert was king. Right, yeah. And then when Joffrey, it was still hand of the king. And when she's, like, queen regent, like, that's all she ever really was. So she never had a hand, personally. But for some reason, uh, and, you know, cheers to Cersei for just being a fucking badass. Um yeah, that's all I can say about that. She deserved a better death. I but. like dragons and naked women and Game <laughs> of Thrones. God um, bless the guy who wrote it. On the back is, uh, as the War for the Seven Kingdom rages to a climax, Omegong presents the Royal Reserve Collection, this collection of four exclusive and extremely limited release ales available in 2018, is brewed as an homage to the four epic figures still standing against the annihilation of mankind. <laughs> Hand of the King, a beer for Tyrion, is first in the series, a bold interpretation of a classic barley wine ale, rich and full-bodied, offering intense notes of dark fruit and malty sweetness. This is a beer for those who drink and know things. Hand of the Queen is our inaugural example of what a court brewer would offer their noble lord, perfect balance and pure drinking pleasure, for which... All Almagong ales are well known. Don't you love the irony that they that the best beer that they brewed happened to be the only beer that fit with the best char- like the best character yeah. from the show? Like, yeah. it's fate that this beer is good. I mean, I guess they have to look at it and say like Tyrion is. Uh, I mean, he really carried so much of the final he's season. Po- he's a my, popular character. Yeah, popular and and really a good. They, character. they leaned on him and, and yeah. to have. You know, and I think this beer is, it's an excellent beer. Um, I wish. Got some vanilla in it? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, barley wines are a good style. 
it's yeah. it's not the kind of beer that you're of course gonna sit down and drink um you know like oh, you just mowed the lawn on a hot summer day you're gonna crack <laughs> a barley wine uh it's but it's the perfect beer for a beer share in my opinion because there's a lot to talk about yeah. there's a lot of flavors um and, and it's a very traditional style that you can't fuck with you can't but people yeah you know in all honesty i don't know i don't who know who has either. tried to <laughs> like who has really bastardized the barley wine uh well let's put it this way it has not been fucking like just attacked relentlessly by every brewer in america no because it, it in at the end of the day it doesn't sell as well right and that's why uh so let's be thankful that it doesn't sell as well but you know uh in all honesty, the best barley wine I think I've ever had is BCBS. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I said it, so there. No, it is. I mean so. the, the only memorable barley wines that I've had have been BCBS, Tree of Life, years. from Treehouse, Tree of Life. I haven't had that, but I believe that it's very good. Also, the yeah. um, the Pretty Things barley wine that it was from 2015 that we found. It's uh, I. You definitely had it with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds familiar. It was good. It was nothing crazy. It was like it was kind of like pretty things died kind of before the whole like craziness. The craft beer surge, yeah, yeah. And so their their barley wine was pretty true to style and pretty like bare bones. It's it's crazy, and and I love drinking beers like this because barley wines don't get the love. They're not they're not really included in the craft beer surge. You know, some people do them, but it's not. It will never be the attractive style. So, you know, I like to pay my respects to uh, the variety of styles that we drink. Yeah. And I think it's important to acknowledge that because, uh, you know, this is a delicious beer. And yeah. And, and to kind of go off that, like, like for anyone listening, like, if you're going to plan a tasting, you should do it, like, like, not that we're experts or anything, but we've had enough tastings where, like, the more styles you bring into a tasting, the more fun you're going to have. Oh, yeah. The more the beers are going to taste, uh, like, like very different on a, on a like, a, you know, just like a, you're going to, you're basically, when you compare styles against each other head to head with your friends, you can learn a lot about the styles and the brewers. I, I totally agree. And You're I getting think tons of input, you know? I think it's also important to use those different styles to cleanse your palate. Right, that's and the I other thing. We've done a great job of that today in terms of going from, you know, I think we went from like Haunted Fields to Anna. Right. So we went from like a overly sweet stout to probably one of the most perfect saisons in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, to some IPAs, some lagers, and we, we mix it up and we end on this, this beautiful barley wine and it's, to a certain extent, it's apples and oranges because right. you're... That's why it's good. Exactly. No, yeah. and, and you know, it it creates this extra thought in these tastes and conversation. Provides context. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it... Exactly, yes. It provides context to everything we're drinking and they're so different, but by switching up styles, you're keeping your... You know, keep you're on your toes a little bit. You're keeping it, yourself yeah, on totally. your toes. Your palate is, you know, ready to, not always ready. Sometimes, you know, you need that saison to clear the palate after a pastry stout. But you're keeping yourself ready, and it's different. So you're switching up what you're tasting, what your palate is uh, absorbing, and 
you know, I think you kind of have a clear idea of what this beer is and you get an idea of what it tastes like. Uh, and then after, you know, reading the bottle or untapped, what they're kind of going for right. and be able to balance like, okay, I get these notes of it and they were going for X, Y, and Z, but I got A, B, and C instead. And, you, you know, you can kind of... yeah. You know, compare that. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and and like just to kind of build off that, like, the not not only are you going to give yourself more context with regards to each beer, but you're also going to appreciate what each style has to offer. One hundred percent. Like, because because that that's the thing. Like a lager or a pilsner. It's really a beer that's meant to be drank as like a thirst quenching thing. It's not as much as a fl- of a flavor thing, and that's mm-hmm. the problem with a lot of the craft beer stuff now. Is it's all about packing as much flavor into something as possible, which is why you have to switch it up at a beer tasting. Because if right. you, if you have a double or a triple IPA or a pastry stout, you're it's it's going to severely affect how you're tasting the next beer. So if you don't if you don't plan on having a lager or a pilsner or an American pale ale or something a little bit more neutral, I mean, you're you're not going to get your bang for your buck as far as, like, tasting a beer that's, like, 12 to $15 or 20, yeah. upwards of 20 25 30 That's a right point. I mean, that's a huge part of, like, setting up these shares. It's, like, understanding what folks are bringing. And this might even be a game-time decision, but you just have to kind of say this is what we have this is how we space them out so you get the most from those beers you know like what you really want is to come in with a palate that's completely unadulterated by anything but it's just not a reality when people come together with the sheer purpose of drinking beer so yeah how do you get the most out of it i think we've done a really good job but it's taken us time to understand it you know like there there were times where we were drinking back to back just palate killers. It's yeah, palate crazy because and, and I think now you know now that we're doing this podcast we're a lot more cognizant of what we're drinking in the order we're drinking it of. Yeah now and, more than You know ever. I know for the first share uh, Tony you created a great lineup. I, I remember I, I had some feedback like oh move this back because it's a great palate cleanser. It's a good middle point and even today we didn't have a set you know a set set list um but you know saying like okay we should put anna here because this is like kind of the ultimate palate cleanser and also the jack's abbey lager and saying like this should go here and i think that you know it's it's something to really pay attention to because i remember a lot of times would have shares and would show up and there would you know there'd be three of us or five of us or whatever and would have like six IPAs and six sours and, and, <laughs> and just and, go one and, and for one the whole night. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like and you know a couple Papaginos oh, <laughs> X- yeah. XLs oh, some pies. and yeah. you know and we would use the pizza to cleanse our palates. Yeah, and like if you saw my bathroom the morning after those, you would probably <laughs> you'd probably get out of craft beer altogether and I wouldn't blame you. But like like, see, and, and to your point, like, tonight, like, yeah, we, we didn't plan out the order tonight, but what we did before is, like, we basically said, like, Tony, like, you're in charge of the IPAs today. Yeah. T- uh, Tom, like, you're going to bring, like, and, and not that, like, it was basically like Tom said he was going to bring these two beers. Yep. 
And then Tony was like, okay, I'll get the IPAs. And then fortunately I had a sour and a like more palate cleansing beer. And it just worked out like that. But like, and it sounds dumb, but communicating with your friends, if you're going to do stuff like this, yeah, it's a big, and, and just communicating with your friends in general, like about yeah. other things. The worst so thing important. that could happen is like all of us show up and there's just six Stouts and, and oh we god, would, I we would, would power through it. No, I'm kidding. We would, I'd power but through it. it would and suck. I'd probably You'd shit have to my like... brains out and not sleep all night. But uh, you know, that's another. But it's, story. it's like it's Powering a conscious through. decision. So like, yeah, communication's key. Yeah, and for for anything. But like when you're talking about like setting up to share, it's really important that everyone kind of knows what they're doing and and not it, it and not out. being an asshole to your friends when they bring a beer that you don't like. Like oh. communicating, like. Like, like that first beer you brought, I felt really, like, I felt bad for a second when I was like, oh, don't feel bad. But I, I got I, them both from Distro, like. But you know what I mean? When you go and buy IPAs, unless you're going to the source and you know that they were just made, it's a gamble. But it's also way more Always fun to be honest with your friends. Oh, yeah. I, I'd much rather you be honest. Like, I, I, I brought them for the sheer purpose of the the community aspect of it you know yeah. like the us being together and drinking these beers like group I don't experience. care if they're good or bad <laughs> no and, and yeah. I think I I don't want to ever bring a bad beer personally because it's like I don't want to bring that on you guys but I love when you guys bring bad beers <laughs> and, and it's this weird thing because I, I love to drink a beer that's like thing. that we collectively find terrible um, and can make fun of you know great memories but I don't personally want to bring that, even though it's definitely happened so many times. Well, it's an it's an ego thing. It's an and it's more that I don't want to make you guys suffer through something. But like, I'm happy to suffer through anything for but you. But you guys. should know, that you we know feel exactly we how feel you the do. Same way. I know, I know, we all do. It's not We're suffering just like, at all. It's like it's it's there's a humility to it. Like someone took time to brew this and put it into their thank you into their <laughs> you know catalog of beers. So no in. Like, we, we give it respect, but we can also be critical, and I think that's okay because, like, if you brew something that's shit and it's not meant to sit on a shelf, then don't send it into distro. Yeah, Doctor Seuss over here. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> um, one of the shares we had. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> yes, uh, green eggs and him. Uh, but we had a share years ago, what Justin. I don't the remember fuck up. if you were there. I know you were there, Tony. Uh, my brother was there and his friend Trevor and he brought this just absolutely disgusting beer and it was so terrible and I think we ended on it and I spent the 10 minutes drinking it that we were drinking it pouring it into an empty seltzer can next to me <laughs> until I was caught um, and you know hilarious and it's a you know a funny thing now and of course he found it funny too because I did he though because he never came back I he had a kid that's why yeah, I, I saw him other times with with just with just my brother kids when I go to Sam's and like he would come over, um, and, and I have seen him since. So uh, he did find it funny. Can I bring okay. up a beer that your brother brought that we haven't talked about? Yeah, please. To, we were at your we were at your we we're, were at your place. My parents' house or Sam's place? Uh, I think I think it was one of your parents' house. Okay, we were, we were downstairs, hanging out, watching. Watching sports pre-COVID. Sports. It was sick. We were having a grand old time. Family guy clips in between. Of course. Lots of fun. But your brother was like, was like, yeah, like, like he was even like self-deprecating, being like, yeah, I know I didn't bring any of the beers you guys brought, like, like, 
you know, but he he whipped out that fucking uh, that cinnamon the cinnabon uh, by what is it uh, tear something? Oh, southern here, southern, southern tier. tier, yeah, yeah. By southern tier, fucking phenomenal. Southern dude. tier, southern tier is a lot of good shit. Sneaky, you see that stout on a shelf, like that's probably pretty good in all honesty. I've had some good stouts from them. Yeah, that, I, I don't even know if it was a stout. It might have been a porter. I forget. But I think a, it was a stout. It was I, a Cinnabon yeah. stout or whatever it was. It was unbelievably good, man. Yeah, it was very, very, very good. Yeah, but, no, that was. I, that's I remember the, that. Those are the types of beers that you like, and that's another reason why, like, even if your friends aren't super into craft beer, like, bring them to your tastings, like. Tell them to like go to the go to the liquor store, get an interesting beer. They're pro- they're probably gonna bring you shit, but every now and then they're gonna bring you a fucking amazing beer that no one expects and no one wanted to try, but it's great. Not only that, but I think it's really important to get the. You really get if they don't know anything about beer, you get this unbiased uh, opinion of the right. beer. So I I remember uh, the first week I'd started working at Trillium. Uh, I my first week it was the week before Labor Day weekend and I was going down the Cape to Maddie's house and I remember I brought you know a handful of variety in metal a double IPA the Trillium Brews which is really just uh, an excellent beer um, and I remember like giving that out and one of her aunts who's like sixty something years old had like cracked a can and it was just like oh this. Uh, like super pineapple it tastes like just like pineapple juice and i'm just like holy shit like <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> yes it does and like you are clearly getting that more than i even am uh which is you know i i think it's like everybody's palate's so different and just because you know craft beer doesn't mean your palate knows craft beer right and, and the palate the palate is a mysterious thing where if someone it, it's like it's like um it's kind of like like your palate is kind of like a maze where it's like maybe you'll get to the end on your own and like discover everything but if someone gives you a hint you're much quicker to get there like like uh tony gives me so many hints. yeah to- tony is like very good at giving very <laughs> so, strange tasting notes your palate is incredible yeah thank you and, and then and like when he's when he tips you off on something you you like you put on your uh your uh, detective hat and uh take another sip and it blows you, my mind. You get to the and you get to the bottom of that mystery quick. It's it's crazy how certain palates are accustomed to certain styles of beer too. Uh, where in all honesty, Tony, I, I think your palate is just accustomed to most styles of beer um, because you say a lot of things, and then I like it. It totally influences me, but like in a way where I understand what you can articulate what your palate is tasting a lot more so than mine can. Yeah. Um, and like I love that because um, it's it's very rare that my palate tastes anything other than blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's also a different. Jesus Christ! It's a different skill. It's like it's like a uh, you're like receiving expression. You know what I mean? It's not like like art. Like with any art, it's like self-expression. Like if you're making yeah, music, it's, you're making a sound. If you're painting something, you're making a picture. When you're brewing a beer, you're like making a flavor and That's everyone so true. and everyone's going to like interpret that a little bit differently but there are some things that are like undeniable truths yeah that are like and tony finds them and and tony has a good nose for finding those things <laughs> incredible yeah. jesus i i am humbled by you both um 
No, but but it's, sh- it's like a skill. Like, no, it's it's, a skill it's incredible. Like it's in, in all honesty, like it's something that, and I I love about tasting beer. So I'm just like I I try something and I'm like, ooh, like I like this, but I'm not really sure why. And this flavor reminds me of something, but I'm not sure what. And then Tony's like this, and I'm like, yes, yeah. how'd you know? <laughs> And the best yeah. thing about hanging out with your friends is like, there's gonna be one, there's gonna be someone who's really good at doing that every night. Yeah. But every third night, the guy who sucks at it is gonna give you an incredible tasting note. I, I will say that that's, that's me. That's super. <laughs> that that's super rewarding. That like it changes every night. Like someone will say something that will like really resonate with you. You'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. No. You it's, know, like so. Uh, it's it's very. You guys are being very nice to me, but and it and it it it, it feels good to have a good refined palate however like we've had beers with lots of different people who are able to like pinpoint in on something yeah and you're either like yeah or no yeah that's true um and you kind of have to coax it out of some people who like who don't do this yeah like your brother i'm sure your brother has given us good tasting notes but i don't think he's one to offer them up no because because in in his mind he doesn't know as much but like at the end of the day he just knows as much as you know everything yeah do do you know he's even better than me and doesn't give one fuck who sarah yeah oh my god that's so true she's (laughs) insane you think i'm good she'll just say like one thing you'll be like I no, like she'll, she'll have a rock. sip. She'll be like green apple. You'll be like, dear God. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's funny how. And she's and even like beer. She's like a wine drinker. A, a part of that is like a. Uh, and like I said, you know, when I brought metal, the double IPA from like down to the, and Maddie's aunt was drinking, and I'm just like, it's amazing how like an unbiased perspective can pull out the flavors more than. A buy, like, but like I, we're we're like ov- like almost overly searching for it. Do you know what it is? It's it's when you when you don't have a bias towards something when you know nothing about something. It's a clean slate. Your yeah, your 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 innate senses come to life yeah. way more because you're expecting nothing. You're taking it in for what it is, and without any bias about beer or any bias about anything else you're you're it's it's basically you're letting your brain go to work you're letting your taste right. buds and your brain go to work in right. a very natural way which is somewhat sucked away by doing something like this where it's like like as good as we are like not as as good as we are but it's like as much as we've done this and as much as i feel like like we all have pretty unique and good perspectives on what we're tasting like someone who's totally removed from that I have to give the upper hand to when it comes to tasting stuff because I think that's fair because they're not like going through and being like, "What's the style?" Right. Mm-hmm. Who's the brewery? Yeah. Well, who's the brewery? What are the notes that I've had from other styles? What am yep. I looking for? Does this taste like a barley wine? If not, am I upset about it? Does that like reduce what I'm taking in? There's it's like, way too much. It's like a control group in an experiment, kind of. Yeah. So no, true. you're right. You're right. And, they're they're like, and you need that. Yeah, like clean slate, unbiased. Don't know, don't really know what's going on, uh, and I feel like we get there when we're having a beer share when we like kind of just bring whatever. Yeah, like it's not like a, oh we just got BCBS or oh you know Tony went to Treehouse and got Juice Machine and King Julius like or oh Tom like doesn't bring a, a pastry style from Trillium kind of thing. It's like here's just this like wide array of beer that we have. 
and we're just gonna drink it and like the Bruins are on in the background or something and like we're just shooting the shit and right. and somebody's just like hey this tastes like wafer and like yes. like a, <laughs> or a s'mores uh, or God, wafer. So, like or you know there's this vanilla characteristic I get from the barrel uh, the oak barrel that it was aged in and I feel like when you're when you have a beer share and you're not thinking about the beer you have such a better beer share yeah because you're not I feel like we put this pressure on ourselves to like have a beer and be like oh yes I taste this this and this because this is what was in the description and it's just like no like tell me what you taste Th- this is so- this is sort of meta but this is like like kind of why I was like whenever we talk about doing these tasting shares it's why I'm always stressing like let's not have any topics to talk. I like I love that we do this podcast where we talk about specific issues in beer but then we also do these tastings where it's like captures the spirit of sharing beers where it's mm-hmm. like yeah we're talking about the beer we're talking about life and we're also just like sharing our experience but there's this very like genuine way about like how one topic brings our mind to a new place Right, and when we have these like very real conversations, like they get there through three different people or whoever is at your share, like yeah. they all combine in having these conversations that bring you to a next topic to talk about, and then bring you to a conclusion. And it's just, it's very elegant, and and it makes this worthwhile. Like maybe we're just having a conversation about what we taste, but where does that bring us? Like, oh, I'm having this like thought memory. A thought memory. I'm having this like um, I know what you mean. By sense that. sense memory right. of like this yeah. other beer that I've had, right? Which then brings us on this other conversational topic, which then takes us to another place. So it's like I I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's it's really nice about how like getting away from the scripted nature of talking about a specific thing, right? And really just like enjoying a beer and seeing where that beer takes you. I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's and tough to get unscripted. And how many we struggled with take that. us there, huh? How many opportunities do we get that in in a day to day life? Not many. Not many. And and I think you know as we've kind of progressed, and in a way, the more we've gotten detached from beer culture, in a way, the more we've gotten it. Uh, we've understood it. Back to the basics. Yeah. yeah. So you know, once you kind of let that. Uh, you know, I think there's these kind of pressures from beer culture of like, oh, this is the best juicy IPA or you have to get this flavor from it. And once you kind of let that go, you have this unbiased perspective and it's just this blank canvas that you can kind of paint with the taste you're getting from each beer. Yeah. And the veil's lifted. Yeah. Yeah. The veil, no pun intended. No. Uh, (laughs) The veil uh, is great. It's uh, that's a great point. You know, it, it really is. The veil is lifted. And you can really view something for what it truly is and not based on an untapped rating uh, description from the brewery, but what you are experiencing. Yeah, and, and you and your friends. Because, like, let's be honest, yes. we value our friends. Uh, like, we hang out with people that we like because we value their opinions, Opinion, yeah. their experience. We value their insight on our own lives or their, like... And that's why drinking beer is like this. It's like a social therapy where, like, you get to you get to let loose a little bit naturally from the alcohol. You get to hang out with your friends. You get to you get to um, 
like kind of uh, unwind by detaching yourself from reality and focusing on some stupid beer flavors, which they're not stupid. I mean, I say stupid, but no, it's not stupid. No, yeah. I get what you mean. But but you know, it, like it's, it's trivial in the grand scheme of life. Exactly, yeah. and but at the same time, it's not because like life is what you make of it. It's about the little things, <laughs> and like it's, okay, and it totally is about no. The it's about things. appreciating those small things, those small little joys that we get. And whether, like, and like what what life? I'm sorry to interrupt, but what yeah. life is better? Like a life like what, life A that's exactly the same as life B, other than life B drinking some great beers. Life B is better. Yeah, life I mean, B is and, better. and especially in a time like now where uh, we, we don't really have the opportunity because we're in the middle of a pandemic to like sit and drink beer and talk about it. And I think this is really, you know. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's and, a beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. Especially in a time, like, just like you said, in a time of social restriction. They call it social distancing. But, and it and it is. Like, like I feel, ju- I'm, I'm having just as much fun as if we were doing this in a more confined space. I might be having and, more fun. I love being outside. I think we're having more fun because we're not taking it for granted because we only get to do these things so often. Right. Yeah. And and we're, so and we're doing special it, and 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 doing the podcast now. I feel like we're doing it almost just as much, like, yeah. and we're doing it more now in COVID than we did before we started the podcast. But what's COVID. nice is that we have like you know a, a vision for it, which is like a, a a positive and a negative depending on how you're looking at it. But like in this, in this instance, it feels like a positive because like right. really what we're doing is like is we're looking at why this has been important to us and we're reflecting and i think that's really powerful to like talk about why as people we do this yeah like because we take that for granted when it's just something we do because we do it now we're really examining why we do it and we're talking about why we do it and i think that's what kind of gives it a little bit more power i think it it brings back to the root meanings for sure like i know um you know a lot of like my friendship with you guys is is a lot of you know, it was formed around beer. Yeah, totally. It totally um, is, and it's grown so much beyond that. But at the so at much the core level, it's right. like this is still. This might be the most fun that we ever have. As I beer. know, and it's great to come back <laughs> we, to the the roots that really brought us together. And and it never diminishes. Never. Every time we do this, I have a fucking blast. Not Same. only that, but it's just you know, there's the memories of years ago when we first started our beer shares and we have only built upon that since yeah. then. It's not looking back on those initial memories, those initial beer shares. It's looking at each one along the road. Uh, the it beer like has been better. It has been worse. It's been, you know, it's a crazy beer world out there, more so than a crazy world. It's a never-ending journey. So, huh? It's a never-ending journey. It's a life. never-ending journey, and it, it will never end because... Uh, They're never going to stop brewing beer. I know that for a fact. You're so right. And, it, and if what we have to start doing is uh, comparing... Budweiser February to Budweiser March, then I'm down. you know, like I'm down to do that. That's what we'll do. Like if COVID wipes out all these breweries, which God forbid is gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. But like, no, I don't think it will. I think it just comes down to the point that these beer shares. This beer is not about the beer; it's about the experiences it brings. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that's you know important point to kind of 
leave off on because yeah. uh, we wouldn't for do this us, if we didn't have fun. I don't miss beer. I miss drinking beer with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And totally. so this is incredible. I miss for the me. Com- community we formed. Yeah, through beer. Yeah. So I think, and this is what we are doing right now. In my opinion, is what beer culture should be. And I hope all you listeners out there uh, can find some of this joy that is sharing beer with friends and enjoying. You know, a, a good or bad beer, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter the quality. Like, yes, it's great to have the the high quality beers, uh, and it creates great memories. You know, the fond reactions you have to that, but the negative reactions are just as fun, in my opinion. Every <laughs> so, day, every day of life is a good or bad beer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're it's, either like having a great day and everything's going good, and you're hitting all these different notes, or you're having a pure shit day. Yeah. Well. There Such you, is life. There you have it, everybody. End on a shit note. There you have it. End <laughs> on a shit note. Find what brings you joy in life and seek it out and make sure you don't let it go. Um, we appreciate you for joining us for this time, and um, we can't wait to do it again. Until next time, take care of yourself and be well. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.